headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios. This is the Ramsey Show, where we talk about your life, your money, your work, and your relationships. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by George Campbell. We're here for you this hour. It's a free phone call if you want to jump in. 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. George is going to take care of the specific money questions. I'll chime in. And I'm here to answer any of your work questions uh, relating to, hey, do I take this promotion? Uh, do I change fields? Can I work a side hustle? Should I work a side hustle? Uh, any of those related issues as it relates to your income, I'm here to help you make more income and more impact, and uh, we'll work together to help you. The phone number is 888-825-5225. Ariel is in San Diego, California. Ariel, how can we help? Hi, thanks for having me. Um, so I know the math works in California, <laughs> but I'm single. I make about 90000 a year between my full-time and my side hustle, and I'm just feeling like it's impossible to save enough to where I can afford a 25% of my income mortgage. Um, and I'm just wondering, at what point do you just give up on home ownership and just decide to rent? Wow. It got dark real quick, Ariel. You just yeah. were like, eh, it's over. How old are you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm 44. Okay. So you've got plenty of time. And you do live in a high cost of living area. You make ninety thousand. Where's all your money currently going? Do you have any debt? No, I'm on step three D. Okay. So how much do you have saved mm-hmm. currently? Um, I've got about thirteen thousand. All right. That's a great start. So what makes you think I'll never have a hundred? I'll never have a hundred fifty. Well, in order to afford that 25% that you guys recommend, I would need a $260,000 down payment. On what kind me, of house? That would be a one-bedroom condo. 400000 is the average for a one-bedroom condo here. Okay. And mm-hmm. do you can you live further out than that? Do you have to live in, in the proper San Diego proper? Um, I, I could go a little farther out. It would be about... 380 if I go like half hour out from where I'm at right now. Okay. Yeah. And so how quickly, if you're making 90, you think your income will go up over the next decade? I think so, yeah. Okay. I'm how thinking much? like, I don't want to work two jobs for a decade, you know? Sure. Right. So what could your professional yeah. uh, income look like? What, what would that look like if you really walked up the ladder that maybe you're on or you'd like to be on? What, what do you think you could make? Um, well, there's a potential for me to get a promotion within the next year, but it would only bump me up by 10000 Um So that would definitely help, though. Um, and then as far as moving up in my career, I'm, I'm trying to expand, like, what what to look at. And so I have started looking into being, like, a safety manager, but there's just a lot of schooling that goes into that. So then my savings would go to cash-flowing these all these certifications I would need. So I don't know. I'm, I'm just right at the beginning of potentially looking for a different job because I really sure. love my job. Well, just ballpark, and I don't want to get us lost in this, but that'll be the last question I'll ask on this, but what do you think those certifications would cost you, roughly, all of them? Um, ten to 15000 mm-hmm. And then that would give you the opportunity to make how much more in income? So... My full-time job, I currently make 72, and that job, the top end, is 93. Okay. All right. 
So, Ariel, here's how here's how I look at it with renting. The cost of living is only going to continue to increase. And so rent is going to continue to go up over the next decade in San Diego. Would Mm -hmm. you agree? Yes. (laughs) And so while, while it may take longer for you to get into that condo or house, I also don't want you to give up and just go, well, I'm just going to rent until I retire and pass away. I don't want that to be the the MO either. And so I think we can find some in-between. And when it comes to our 25% parameter on that 15-year fixed, that is your income after taxes, but before other deductions like your health care, your 401k. So is that how you've been calculating this? No, I was going according to what money hits my bank account. Okay. Well, that can be a, a slightly confusing number because of that. The parameters are really, because deductions can differ. And so if you're investing 15%, yeah. well, it's still a quarter of your, your income, but because of those deductions and because you live in a high tax state, you're not seeing a whole bunch of your paycheck, right? Correct. So if that number did change, you could probably get in that house a few years sooner, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so if you do the math on that, go back to the mortgage calculator, it might mean you need to put 200 down on a $400,000 house. And if we can create enough margin to go, all right, I can put, you know, five, four grand away every month for 12 months. That's 48000 a year. And after four years, I've got what I need while I've been investing 15%. And if that means we have to go f- get more income, it's worth doing. Yeah. So what are you doing for work, you said? Um, I manage a public swimming pool. Okay. So I work for the city. So are there other management jobs maybe in the private sector, that could pay you more than that. Absolutely. The answer is yes. Sorry, I jumped in, Ariel. He got excited. (laughs) Well, yeah, because here's the deal. You are limited with a municipality or state government job. You just are. Mm -hmm. And the fact is you've got skills and experience that are very transferable. And and again, I, I think what George said is absolutely the way to go. But I also think that your income potential is far bigger than you realize. And it works it makes a lot of sense for you to at least look around and go, all right, what could that look like? Because if I'm, and again, I'm not going to just, you know, pigeonhole you, but the 15,000 in, in certs that you talked about being able to make you 30 or 40 more a year, well, that pays off pretty quickly. Uh, but I think it could be much higher than that. Um, and you know what I'm going to do, George? We got a brand new bundle. I'm going to give away to Ariel. How about that? I love this. So Ariel, here's what I want you to do. Uh, I want you to hang on the line, and we're going to give you the um, Increase Your Income Bundle. It's at RamseySolutions.com in the store, and it's got my book, From Paycheck to Purpose, which will give you the seven stages to finding and doing work that you love and you get paid well to do, the Get Clear Assessment, which will help you out with ideas, the Get Hired Digital Course, where I teach you how to do everything that's actually in the book, and then we have resume templates that are very, very popular that will help you stand out. So I'm going to bundle all that for you. It's called the Increase Your Income Bundle, George. Love that. And it's got all kinds of – you get the book, you get the digital tool. You get the assessment. You have the you templates the, the course, and the course. Yeah, where I what teach people how to get hired. Uh, a signed photo of you. The eight by ten. That's the eight by ten glossy of George Camel's not included in the increase your income bundle. So hang on the line, uh, and we'll get you that. And that George really is the key. Yeah. To the gap. Well, with a high cost of living area, especially. Making yeah. 72 yeah, you can't in throw San your Diego. hands in the air and go, I'll never do it. No, I'm going to go make more money. And now's a great time to do that. So I love it. Yeah, appreciate the call, Ariel. You'll get there. I love San Diego, George. You know why? Beautiful area. No bugs. 
Didn't think about that. That was not on my list of why I love San Diego. Well, I like to sit outside on a nice uh, summer evening in uh, in Tennessee. You're going to be swatting some mosquitoes. No, thanks. Or as they say in the Deep South, skeeters. Skeeters. There you go. Teaching something new every day to you, George. Hey, don't move. Much more valuable information than that. Coming up, this is The Ramsey Show. show i'm ken coleman he is george camel thrilled that you have joined us today the phone number is 888-825-5225 find out for yourself why blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings you get free samples free shipping with the new promos they run every month you'll save even more all you got to do is use the promo code ramsey to get the best deal today's question comes from william in new mexico are there new rules for buying used versus new and lease versus financing in this post-COVID era? My family has been looking for a used car we can pay cash for, like we were taught in Financial Peace University, and we're finding used cars only a few thousand dollars less than new. We also learned the insurance companies are asking for additional bridge coverage since the used cars are not as valuable as they're being sold for. Ugh. Help, please. Yeah. There you go, George. Okay, so Just we'll, right down your lane. Well, there's a there's a lot going on here that uh, grinds my gears, Ken. Oh boy, not to have a car analogy. Well, I like what you did there, but this idea that well, used cars are only going for a few thousand dollars less than new. Yeah, if you're looking at thirty eight thousand dollar used cars, thank you very much. Most people don't need to be driving that, uh, based on the average income. People need to be looking for $15,000 cars. And let me tell you, there's not 15,000 new cars But out there. some people need to even be looking at five to $7,000 cars, yes. George, depending on their situation. And one of our favorite things to do is I go on love it, dude. onto the internet and what just What would you search. like? Give me something. While you're teaching, I'm going to pull up a sample. What, what are you okay, looking Okay. Well, you know, a car that we recommend here frequently is a Honda. So okay. let's look up a Honda Civic All right. All right. used Let's just see in the in in Nashville area. Condition. All right. You keep on teaching. I'm going to so, do your homework here. So no, there are no new rules for buying used versus new and lease versus we our advice still stays the same stay away from debt at all costs and save up and pay cash for a reliable used car no we don't mean take a briefcase full of dollar bills to the dealership that's not going to work uh, but you can take a money order or a cashier's check uh, cashier's check and go and do that now a lot of dealerships make their money through financing the margin on cars can be as low as six percent the margin on financing can be as high as 60%. And so when you walk in there and you tell them, hey, I'd like to pay cash, a lot of the times they're going to, sometimes they'll say, we're not going to sell it to you at that price because they don't make enough money on the deal. They'll wait for the next guy to walk in who's ready to finance. And so you've got to know exactly what you're walking into. And this means doing all of your research ahead of time online, knowing the value of the car you're going to buy. And you can tell them, you can wait till the end and say, what's the out the door price? That's what you're looking for is the out the door price, because that includes all of the fees. And when you look at those fees, make sure you don't pay anything more than sales tax and a small dock fee. Anything else is highway robbery. They go, oh, that's a mandatory warrant. No, I'm not paying that. And watch what happens when you walk out the door. They'll be chasing you within three minutes because they see a guy with a check in hand ready to buy. 
All right. So, what do you got right. for me, Ken? All right. Thank you, George. Uh, this is one of my favorite things to do. So, Ken, here's the the people are, objection is Ken, there's no cars under fifteen thousand dollars. I got to go buy a thirty-eight thousand dollars used car. And I would say that is not true. And I've got the results right here, George. I what just did got? a quick search uh, using Auto Trader in the Franklin, Tennessee area. Okay. All right. And I'm going to give you some options here. Okay. First, we've got a used 2008 Honda Civic EX. Uh, 129,000 miles, which for a Honda is barely getting started. The car hasn't even woken up yet. The car's... uh, It's still a teenager. It's a teenager. Thank you very much. $7,999. Wow. Okay. Uh, By the way, it's a nice little blue paint job. It looks fine. All right, let's go up a little bit. All right. Uh, We've got a... Uh, what there, about in the, in the ten thousand range, Ken? What can right. we get? There's no need to shout, George. Sorry, I'm getting excited. Uh, here we go. We have a used 2008 Honda Civic. It's an EXL. That's top of the line. It's an e- see, you know EXL. I owned one. You I, did. Yeah. 145,000 miles. Again, for a Honda, not a big deal. Nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine dollars. So that's just below the uh, the threshold. Is and it going to impress anyone? No. 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 Will it get you from A to B with very little repairs and maintenance costs? Yes. No. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, that's just one example. Uh, yeah. I get very excited about this because I'm in the market right now for a teenager, and uh, I'm looking at this stuff all the time. By the way, I should point out, Facebook Marketplace, great place to find good deals. And you can negotiate over there. Yeah, it's not a deal. Now you're dealing with a private seller, and uh, you show up with cash. Dave Ramsey taught me that many years ago. I mean, literally, show up and go. This is what I'm paying yes, right now. If it's and you count party. it out. Lay it on the hood of the car. And do it somewhere public, by the way, if you're going to do that. Yeah. Don't put yourself in a precarious situation. But bring it, bring a friend with it. you. By the way, grocery store, parking lots, great place to do that. Banks, uh, police, you know, you can go to all these places. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Meet me at the police station. The police station is Boy. where the deals happen, my friend. Oh, wow. You really are scared, young. You are really scared. Yeah. I'm telling well, you. Well, anyways, I don't know what it's like in New Mexico. I can't imagine it's much, much different. It's not. So, yes, if you want to buy an insane used car... Yeah, it might be a few thousand less than Oh, new. look at this, George. i got to throw one more in here. Used 2015 Honda Civic, 106,000 miles. They're asking eleven nine. There you go. So don't tell me it can't be done. So it can be done, absolutely. And we don't tell people uh, to go out and buy a new car until they have a net worth of a million dollars or more. And that's for one simple reason. It's just too much of your world to spend that kind of money on a depreciating asset. Yeah. So there you go, William. Hope that helps. Good stuff. Thanks for the question. All right, let's go to Buffalo, New York. Steve is on the line. Steve, how can we help? Hi, how you doing, guys? Good. So it's my first time asking for help or calling you guys. Hey, Steve, could <laughs> you uh, adjust your phone a little bit? You feel like you uh, are muffled. Is that better? Not much. Do you, you don't have a sock over the phone, do you? <laughs> no, no, I don't at all. All right, well, let's try that. Go ahead. Okay, so I have, it's my first time calling you guys and asking for help. Okay. Um, I just learned about you guys not too long ago, about two months. Um, last year, a little bit more than last year, somewhere around June, I had 232100 in debt. Wow. Um, I bought a new truck. My old one died. I do a lot of towing. Pay for the cash. Paid that off. I bought a house, had it refinanced, um, had a lot of problems with my house. It was like the money pit. Mm. I had about ten grand in credit card debt. I'm down to about 135000 And now I'm stuck where I'm not really paying. Um, 
every little penny I have to pay off the debt faster. I'm kind of like stuck trying to figure out how to get back on track. Does that include your mortgage? Um, yeah, that's including my mortgage. Okay, let's parse that out. How much of the consumer debt, aside from the mortgage, what does that add up to? What do you mean consumer debt? Like credit card debt? Everything but the house. What does that debt add up to? Oh, uh, about 12000 Okay, and the rest is the mortgage. Yeah. Okay, so now it's a different conversation. So now the question becomes, how can we pay off $12,000 very quickly? So what's your income? Uh, I make about eighty to ninety thousand a year. So making ninety thousand a year, how quickly can you pay off twelve thousand if you pay off the smallest loan first and start attacking that one with a vengeance? A few months. A few months. There we go. Right. And so you just said you were feeling stuck, and we just showed you a path out within a few months. And now all you have left is the mortgage, which goes into what we call baby step six. So you said you're a new listener. Let me lay it out for you real quick. Baby step one thousand dollar emergency fund. You have that, right? You've got a thousand bucks in the bank? Yes. Yep. Anything beyond that we can throw towards the debt. How much cash do you have in the bank? About five grand. Okay. So we can take four of that onto the twelve. Now we're down to eight. And now we start listing out the debts, smallest to largest. What's your smallest debt you have right now, based on the balance, ignoring the interest rate? I have no interest rate, so it's zero percent for uh, one year. I robbed Peter to pay Paul. Okay, so, so what's the lowest balance? Uh, like thirteen thirteen ninety is the lowest balance. So I mean, I could that. So in, you knock in, that out like with the four thousand you have in the bank, and now you're on your way. And so continue that. In a few months, you're completely debt free. Then save up your fully funded emergency fund of three to six months of expenses. We're going to help you out with this by gifting you one year of Financial Peace University. Watch the first few lessons. Get fired up continue to watch them and that will help us walk you through this wild journey of the ramsey baby steps that's helped 10 million people get out of debt and build wealth and you're next steve steve you got this man you're doing much better than you're not stuck yeah you're in great shape thank you so much for the call more ramsey show coming right up Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Kid Coleman, and I'm joined by my colleague, George Camel. We're talking about your life, specifically your money, your work, your relationships. Uh, how many of you are in a stuck situation in your professional life? I'm here today to help with that. Uh, and you'd be surprised at how that might help you in your money life as well. Any work-related questions, let's take some of those today. And then, of course, we're going to take your money questions. George is all fired up. I'm starting to feel bad, George. I'm nobody, ready. Nobody's asking me any specific questions. Well, Ken, the truth is, it's, as it's I terrifying. talk to people and do the Entree Leadership Podcast, you know, is a stat still 68% of workers are disengaged. I know. They I don't know. want to be there. They don't want to be there. They don't like their coworkers. Yeah. They don't like their boss. They don't even yeah. enjoy the work they're I doing. Know. And you're going, it doesn't have to be yeah. this way, guys. Yeah. And uh, also, you feel undervalued and underpaid, that's overworked. 
and they don't see a way. And George, out. tell folks what happens when you when you use what you do best to do work you love to produce results that matter to you. That's what a great happens? question. What happens? Well, you light up like a Christmas tree. More for money, starters. more meaning. More impact, more income. Boom. So I'm here to help out with those questions today. But first, Emily is up in Denver, Colorado, the Mile High City, George. Uh, I like I to learn something I, new every day. I like to give you a little nugget. Emily, how can we help? Thanks for taking my call. You bet. How can we help today, Emily? Hi, I'm trying to uh, get prepared for college savings. I have a three-year-old and a kid on the way. And uh, my husband and I both went to very expensive schools and kind of looking at the 6% growth and tuition year over year, Mm -hmm. the total amount to save is very high. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm curious if, you know, I'd love for my kids to have scholarships and everything, but I want to be prepared for a worst case scenario. (laughs) And I'm curious if there's any scenario where you'd recommend putting some of that savings in something other than a 529. Mm. What do you mean by other than? Where else would you put it? Are you considering? I guess I'm just, if, um, you know, one of my kids ends up going to an in-state school or get a scholarship, then I won't need hopefully all that money. And I'm curious if there's any benefit or recommendations for not getting that um, 10%. Well, um, even if you get a scholarship, okay. what's really cool about these plans is you can withdraw against that scholarship. So if there, let's say there's a $20,000 scholarship and you go, well, now I didn't need this money. Well, you can withdraw 20000 from that savings account tax-free. Okay. And so that doesn't need to be a concern. And there's broad application okay. into how you can use those funds when we talk about learning and education. It's very Room broad. and board, the laptops, the books, there's so much, regardless of where Goes they go towards to school. Trade schools, certifications. Uh, certifications. You know, you talk about online, you know, technology programs like Bethel Tech, which I endorse. I mean, you, th- listen, th- they can go a lot of different ways. It's not like you're trapped. Is that what you're feeling? Okay. I'm just, it seems like a lot of money to sit in a 529, so I wasn't sure if it... Well, how much money are you talking? Put something. Well, like, where I went to school, if I was projecting that for my daughter, it'd be just shy of 800K when she's... What? Okay, her, holy... Oh, yeah, sorry, I'm, crazy. I'm a little short of breath. Why does she need to go there? 800 Why does 000? anyone need to go there? Where is she going? It's just—it's like a top tier school. I—I I mean, I don't know if she will, but I would All love right. to be able to provide. Please for her tell. If okay, she how much did you pay for it? Because I'm now—I'm very curious. Yeah. Well, I had need-based scholarships, but the full rate when I went to school was about forty k a year. Okay, that sounds a lot more reasonable compared to eight hundred k for four years. Yeah, and their today's rate is like eighty k. Okay, can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? I really, and I'm okay if it's different than than what I think, but I'm curious to know. You said you and your husband both went to very expensive schools. Okay. Do you think that those schools were worth the tuition based on where you guys are now? And maybe where you could have gone to school? I believe so. I mean, my husband got a full, he he did ROTC, so he did. He got a full scholarship, so he didn't end up paying, but um, I believe it was worth it if, if my daughter wanted to go. But I you would, didn't, but it sounds like neither one of you paid 
full tuition or anything close. Correct. Correct. Yeah, yeah. I got to tell you, I I I just want to challenge you on name brand schools. Um, mm-hmm. uh, let, let, let me put it this way. Uh, you remember the last time you went to the doctor? I mean, you're getting ready to have a baby. So you remember your last checkup? Yeah. You know, at any point in your medical journey when you were getting baby checkups or your own personal health, have you ever asked your doctor to uh, bring their diploma in and show you their diploma? <laughs> no. Why? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, so how in the world would you trust the life of your baby with this doctor who you don't even know where he went to med school and undergrad? Right. All right. You get where I'm going here? Mm-hmm. I'm not anti-education, Emily, but I'm telling you, nobody cares. Nobody cares where you went to school. Uh, education important for the qualification you need? Yes. Notice I said for the qualification that you need. And your kids, the, the, the landscape of education is changing so rapidly that by the time your kids are there, um, the 529 is the safest play. Just to give you an idea right now, okay? So enrollment is down tremendously. 10%, I mean, uh, uh, I just put this out there. I got to look it up. Uh, but enrollment is down so much right now in the United States and, and it's Gen Z. So this is the generation right now that's in high school, and they're looking at this stuff. And just to give you the numbers, college enrollment is down nearly 10% over the last two years. Only 51% of Gen Z teens are considering a four-year degree. That's a 20-point drop since May of 2020. The point is there's a lot of education options that aren't going to look like they look right now. And so I think the 529, George, the point I'm making is whether I'm right or wrong and what I predict – it gives her flexibility. Oh, yeah. And one other thing, Emily, if you put that money elsewhere, it, it's going to have a, a tax burden on it. And so if you put right. it in the 529, it goes in tax-free, grows tax-free. You can withdraw it tax-free. You can also change the beneficiary. And it's very loose. This could be spouse. This could be in-laws. It could be children, including stepchildren, foster children, siblings, step-siblings, nieces, nephews, aunts, uncles, first cousins. So the options are endless. This money is not going to go to waste. And I assume you guys have an amazing household income. Can you tell me what it is? I think it's around 500K. There we go. And so here's the thing. By the time they're 16, 17, they start applying to colleges, yeah. you guys could ca- could cash flow this as well, yeah. right? Very easily. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. By the time they're going I, to college, you're going to be completely debt-free, including the house, right? If you're not already? Right. And so right. at that point, making 500000 this is a rhetorical question, by the way, could you cash flow college? The entire audience listening is screaming, yes. Trust me, you can. Right. You couldn't cash flow eighty k a year making five hundred thousand. Oh no, I could. Yeah, definitely. I there could we go. 80K. So I still would do the five twenty nine. That would look like because stri- strategically, it's a smart yeah. move to invest with that kind of tax advantage. And you can always change the beneficiary. You can withdraw against the scholarship. There's so many options there. And then a worst case scenario, when you can withdraw it, it's going to create you know income tax and there's a 10% penalty. But that is a worst, worst, worst case scenario. And there's a lot of things you can do with that money. In the yeah, meantime. and then there's the fact that your kid may show up one day at 16, 17 and go, hey, I want to do this. I know I want to do this. And this is how I can go do this. And it has nothing to do with a four-year degree and the fancy college that you went to that you'd like your kid to go to. Parents, we got to wake up. 
And sometimes those fancy colleges are more about our desires than their desires. Whoa, there it is, Ken. Well, it is. Just dropped a, a bomb hey, right uh, there. Okay, now I'm fired up. Here's one more for you. College degrees have become more about status than actual success. And that's the reality. And uh, the landscape is changing. So I say all that to say investing in a 529 for relevant education is the way to go, George. You laid it Preach. out beautifully. Preach it. And my goodness, everybody but the household dog is uh, eligible it's amazing. for benefits. Fido might be on there. Who knows? Yeah, we'll dig into that on the commercial dog break. Dog college is the future. Oh, boy. I'm going to get George's meds. For the rest of you, hang on. We'll be right back. This is The Ramsey Show. To the Ramsey Show, where we help you win in your life, in your money life, your work life, your relationship life. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by George Camel, who is, uh, uh, as I've said uh, uh, twice. Choose today. your words carefully, Ken. Huh? Choose your words carefully. I didn't know what was. Well, I was happen. trying to remember how many times I've said it, but uh, again, uh, if, if you're watching the show on YouTube, George is. Uh, in the fall spirit. Today. I dress to impress, Mr. Coleman. Uh, hey, we're fired up. We're getting ready to head to Dallas this weekend. You got your uh, your outfit, your stage outfit planned? You, you know, got your, your backpack? I have not thought about yeah, it. You I thought we'd, I'd, uh, we'd make sure we coordinate. Okay. Coordinate our outfits. Oh, no. I don't think we should ever do that. That would be a disaster. <laughs> but uh, I'm but uh, our smart conference is uh, one of the biggest Ramsey events we do. We're going to have 6,000 plus people in an arena in Dallas, Texas. Gonna it be has a been a while day. since we've done something like that. It really has. That thing, uh, the COVID's uh, kept us away. And uh, so we're very excited to be back. Back to arena It's going to be fun. Uh, we're going to be talking about all of the topics we talk about here on the Ramsey Show. Money, uh, life, uh, marriage, relationships, work, uh, and so much more. Dave Ramsey, Rachel Cruz, uh, myself, John Deloney, Christina Ellis, and of course, uh, George Camel, uh, and our special guests, Craig and Amy Groeschel, are going to be joining us. And um, it's an awesome day. Uh, it is the Smart Conference this Saturday, October 22nd. Go to Ramsey Solutions dot com slash events that's ramseysolutions.com slash events to get your tickets now gonna be fun george i think you should wear a cowboy hat i you know years ago confirm nor deny that i purchased one oh is that right? last night for the event for the event now this is making me very happy you will remember uh years ago i was uh the mc of all ramsey yeah. events and when we first went to dallas i uh didn't steal. That's 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 aggressive. I asked a gentleman who was sitting on the second row uh, if you could wear his hat. If I could wear his Stetson on the stage, and he let me do it. And it was a great idea until I put it on my head. It was a little sweaty. A little sweaty and a little big. Wow. And so it, was, it just looked silly on me. It was like down on the top of the ears, and I looked like I had my dad's cowboy hat. On. No one believes the it crowd if we're loved a it hat. though, huh? No one believes us wearing a cowboy hat. I've got a nice one now. The one that actually fits my head. But uh, I don't wear it very often, and for good reason. <laughs> Some guys can pull off a, a Stetson. You know, I don't hide it under a bushel. That's how I feel about the hair, Ken. 
<laughs> you work too hard on that. To oh hide it. man! I but it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun. Make event. the drive if you're even near Dallas. People fly from all over the country to yeah. join us for this. So yeah. just because you're not in Dallas doesn't mean you're not invited. That's right. Going to be a fun day. Love to see you there. Abraham is up in Dallas. Oh, speaking of Dallas, Texas, Abraham is there. How can we help? Hey there. So I'm going to lay out my situation. I graduated this year and I go on a mission trip next year starting in July. That'll be nine months. So I'm basically framing my economic situation around that. Uh, I own, well, I have purchased an RV from my grandparents that they were, that they were selling that uh, $8,000. I have 6,300 left on that. Uh, but I do not have a car. I have a full-time job, and I am using family vehicles to transit to and from that. My question is, should I pay off uh, that? I, I need to pay off the RV by the time I leave. Uh, should I pay that off aggressively? Will I throw everything except my emergency fund at the RV, treat it as a consumer debt? There's no interest on it, uh, but I do want to get rid of the debt as fast as possible. Or should I continue paying $700 a month that I am to be on track to pay it off by the end of, uh, by June and, uh, and by like just save for a car, uh, immediately. Are what you do? living in the RV? Yes, sir. That's okay. my home. So this is your home. So we can't, we're not going to do anything else with it. And how much do you have in the bank? Uh, $1,600. Okay. Well, there's not a, a ton you can throw at it. Obviously, I would tell you to throw 600 of the 16 at it uh, to, to kickstart it by an extra month. How much faster right, can you I mean, do that while saving for a car? Because it sounds like you need to split well, the difference. Yeah, what I mean is I just recently got a job, so um, 1,500 take-home pay is what I'm going to have. What I mean is, like, should I throw that 1,500 at it after expenses is what I mean. But you still have no vehicle. Correct. So I think we need to get you, maybe we take the the next three months of income, get you a vehicle, and then get aggressive paying on this RV loan that you owe to grandma and grandpa. Okay. Is it a personal loan, or do you take out a loan to purchase it? No, sir. It's, uh, it's basically just, it's an understanding that I owe them that money, and I'm okay. paying it, uh, I'm being consistent on that. Okay. Well, it seems like A1 is you need a vehicle to get around in. Mm-hmm. So knowing you're not going to need it for very long, I would get as cheap a, ve- of a vehicle as you can that is reliable. That's not going to have $5,000 in repairs in the next six months. Mm-hmm. How long are you planning to live in the RV? Uh, feasibly, I could live in it until probably I get married. I mean, um, right. just as I as I sock away money for a down payment on it. How old yeah. are you? I'm 19. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's a young man's game, Ken. He can do it. Oh, 100%. There's no question about it. Are you, are you, are you, where, where are you parking the RV? Uh, it's on my family's property in the back corner. Okay. We have a fairly sizable property. Okay, gotcha. So you're all set there. Yeah. You're just so how much, money. how much wow. can you save each month for this car if you put everything towards that goal? Uh, I could save probably 1300 for the car. Oh, awesome. I do have a couple of insurance payments. So let's say that's three months. You have thirty thirty nine hundred dollars could that get you a beater car in your area? Maybe off Facebook Marketplace oh, sure. or something, or someone you know, getting rid of an old car? Yes, for sure. Probably four months would be even better. Okay. And then, better. after four months, you have a car. Now you can put all of that margin towards the RV, and you're going to have that paid off by the time you leave for the mission trip. Yeah. Okay. I like this plan. Okay. The The question is, can you find the reliable car under four grand? And it sounds like you're willing to do it. 
reliable. I mean, you you need to it speak to this. It may not be pretty. It may not. I know I paid six grand for my Honda, and it you know it had a little bit of body damage, but mechanically it was very sound. So yeah. just find the ugliest thing you can find that is mechanically sound. That's the key to yeah. finding a deal. I mean, you got a nineteen-year-old. You got a lot more options, you know, than just that. I mean, it's like uh, we didn't ask, but can he bike? Can he bicycle? I, I mean, it depends on how intense you want to be. I understand it can get cold in the Dallas area. I don't but know where he's going. It could be a far distance in Dallas. I know, I know. You know, he could get a horse. Oh boy, you know how I feel about horses, Ken. <laughs> It may be a great mode of transportation. <laughs> oh, George, that's terrible. Yeah. Hannah is up in Austin, Texas. Hannah, how can we help? Hey, y'all. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. I'm calling because I have a car. I don't owe anything on it, and it has about a year left. Um, it tells it you? Goes out on <laughs> oh, I can tell. Is that a I feature? <laughs> I love her response. Uh, George, I, I've already <laughs> thought about this response. I know. So you know this car is going to die one year from today? Approximately. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Okay. We What's don't have question? time to break that down. I have a good bit of savings. Um, I do have a difficult time parting with it, though. I'm just wondering, should I continue to save up until my car completely gives out on me, or should I just bite the bullet, spend the money on the car now? Well, it depends. You're going to have to make a bunch of repairs on it. In the next twelve months, um, the car is worth about two thousand. I need to do around six hundred dollars worth of repairs. And then you could sell it for twenty six hundred or more at that point. Yeah. Okay. If you'll recoup the cost on it, maybe worth it. How much money do you have saved? About twenty five thousand. Oh, awesome! What's your income? Uh, ninety grand. Wonderful. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That sounds very reasonable. I mean, why don't you just go ahead and get the car now? She doesn't want to part with the savings. Yeah. Part with the savings or part with the car? The savings. Is it a sentimental thing? I don't want to part with the um, savings. I grew up with a lot of financial yeah, insecurity. So okay. Well, do you have an emergency time. fund? Yeah, 12, 12 months. You have 12 months of emergency savings? Wow. Yes. What if you eased into it and maybe got a really nice $10,000 car and just kind of like eased into this process because it's this is a big emotional thing george well yeah you've when you have that kind of background there's some financial trauma here yeah you have 12 months of savings you're safe but your body is saying we're not safe we're not safe and so i might honestly look into some counseling to help on that side but financially this is a very wise move you've done the work don't wait till it dies go ahead and sell it as is get a new car george good stuff this hour i want to thank the team Uh, for keeping us on the air. And you, America, this is The Ramsey Show. Do you love a good day brand? Want to see the latest Ramsey Show videos going viral? Check out your favorite moments from The Ramsey Show on YouTube. Go watch and subscribe to The Ramsey Show channel on YouTube. If you enjoy this podcast, you should check out other great podcasts from the Ramsey Network, like Ramsey Call of the Day. Check out our new Ramsey Call of the Day podcast. It'll give you a quick hit of advice about life and money in under 10 minutes. Listen to the Ramsey Call of the Day wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. 
This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.